everybody out in the Spider-Verse. Welcome to episode 16 of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. We are a Spider-Man-themed podcast with a Goomba twist and proud members of the Batman Podcast Network hosted by Batman on Film. I'm one of your co-hosts of the Coalition, and this is where things change. Um, as of right now, uh, Nico and Daddy Bats are going to take a step back. Uh, Daddy Bats is uh, he's out in some business, a little too much exposure on the podcast, a little too famous right now. Daddy Bats is uh, going under. He's going underground. Uh, but that's not going to change much of the show. Um, we're still going to do, uh, essentially, what comes down to 30 minutes of one form of media, 30 minutes of another. So uh, we're going to have a little bit of a rotating door of characters popping in and out, uh, as you will see. We're going to have a special guest for, well, for now, I'm going to call the B-side of this podcast because it's the, uh, it's the other half. But uh, it's going to be a fun time, nonetheless, talking about our favorite webhead. So um, I just wanted to give everyone a quick rundown of what was going on, a quick format change to the program, so to speak. So just so you know, um, shows are going to stay the same, still going to come out irregularly as always, but uh, things are going to be a little bit different now. Um, so we're just going to jump right into the first part of the show, and that's me and Nico breaking down the latest Spider-Man movie across the Spider-Verse. I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, so me and Nico have... It's, first of all, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Hell yeah. Uh, so we came back and we're going to come back in style because we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what everyone's talking about. Uh, the latest Spider-Verse movie. And this is going to be good because we, we we don't see eye to eye on this. <laughs> no, 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 which is just going to make it even better. It's yeah, going to make it even so. better. Um, this is obviously, this is, uh, this is my, we're going back miles, Gwen, um, a little less Peter B Parker, I think, uh, than last time I would say, like, you know, mm-hmm. he's definitely a bigger part of the first movie. Um, Miguel O'Hara, everyone's favorite, uh, everyone's second favorite, uh, beyond, uh, character, uh, Spider-Man 2099, right? He's, let's be honest. He's, he's no Terry McGinnis. Uh, <laughs> no Terry. He's <laughs> certainly no Terry. Spider-Man. If I'm going, if I'm going futuristic superhero, I got to lean Batman Beyond. But uh, I, I was never much of a 2099 guy. What about you? Because Miguel's a big part of this movie, so you know he was. You know, I was a fan of him, not really in comic books. Um, What I mean by that is, I remember my dad had his action figure when I was a kid. I thought he was cool. I thought the suit was dope. He had some of those early issues that I read. Um, when I got a little older and then he was really cool in, um, I forget if it's web of shadows or shattered dimensions, the Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than that, it was mainly just, you know, little, little things of him that I, I read or experienced. So I, I'm not a big 2099 fan. Don't have massive like ties or connections to him, but I do like that this movie and it does this with a few characters. Um, that it really kind of tries to bring these versions to the mainstream. And I think it does them well and gives them a, a, a new life. And I thought, you know, Oscar Isaac being the voice of him was pretty tight too. Yeah. Uh, I don't really, 2099. It's a character. That I, I always kind of was like, he looked cool, but I was like, ah, he's not Peter Parker. He's not really, yeah. like, he was the first guy where I said like, ah, it's not really, that's not really Spider-Man. Yeah. It's not <laughs> and there's a lot that have come since then. Yeah. I can say that about, uh clones included but uh you know so i never really gave him a shot i do have one spider-man 2099 action figure uh, a couple years ago obviously it's a marvel legend but that's really Mm -hmm. it i don't really own too many comic books i think i probably i 
I think there was at one point even like a Hulk 2099. So I think there was like a whole time. Probably. Tried to like expand a whole line of that, but I never really got into the character. So this is pretty much the most I ever, I guess, what was that? Was that? Oh my God. There was a Spider-Man cartoon. It was the one that came after the one we we do the shows on. Oh, um, um, what was it called? Was it Spider-Man Unlimited? Was that I it? Think I think it's Unlimited. That was, like, that was like the closest Spider-Man we got Unlimited. to mm-hmm. like the Spider-Man 2999 suit getting made in like a cartoon. I remember that. Yeah. I remember I made that connection at some point in my life. I was like, oh, this kind of looks similar. But um, yeah, so this I think this is pretty much the big break. I think this is probably the biggest break that Miguel Herrera has ever gotten. A hundred percent. When you look at the movie, so, when you look at all the merchandise with him on it now, oh, by far. And to be honest, he's probably one of my biggest issues with the movie. Is he? Uh, okay. Yeah. If he, I, he, I would love to know why. Well, here, let me get started. Like the first, like when we come back into, when we basically come back into Across the Spider-Verse, you know, it's basically two tales. It's a tale of Gwen and it's a tale of Miles. Mm-hmm. And I've really fell in love with the first hour of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, seeing them from there, like the, the Gwen and dad stuff. I really kind of want to dig into like a Spider-Man movie. Like Dude, I think it's that fantastic. Would, that would be really compelling, especially with like, the animation styles. Like they were all different. And I liked how there's some insane number of like, I don't know, 41 different styles of animation or whatever it is. Yeah. In the movie. It's some crazy number. It's probably even higher than that, but it was really cool. And I really got into it. And like, I kind of, I, I read a decent amount of Spider-Gwen. You know, like I keep up with the character because it's probably the one. It at one point the return of Gwen became a, became like a huge gimmick, where it wasn't just Spider Gwen, yeah. where they started doing Gwenpool and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, it was Spider Gwen, kind of like it, like tickled that that itch just in between where you're just like, this is either something I'm going to get into or something that's just you guys are totally going so far out there i'm not even gonna pay attention to this so like it, it kind of got me before before the influx of just craziness but this was some really good gwen stuff like i was digging the whole keep the secret from my dad who's constantly working who's not paying enough attention to me to even know i'm spider gwen because he's too busy trying to fight well not, spider woman you know like i, I kind of dug that whole crazy circle it almost felt like it, it it feels like very early like superman like lois lane to me like just trying to hide your identity but it's in plain sight her stuff is my favorite stuff in the movie and she's my favorite character from the movie i, I also think Haley. i like the design better than the, in this yeah movie. i also thought Haley steinfeld gives a heck of a voice performance too yeah. i, I the couple things I really found that I loved about Gwen's story in here is first of all, her animation and how her world kind of changes colors based on her emotion and the emotion of what's happening, I thought was stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really dug the stuff with her and her dad. And she has a monologue at the end of the film about, you know, how it's hard. And she kind of has her own way of explaining with, you know, with great power comes great responsibility and, the opening of her playing the drums and kind of reminding you what happened and telling her story. Yeah. Um, she was like a really, she was like the soul of the movie for me. Um, and I'm with you. I really dig. I would love to see a, a her own film and I'm with you. I've read not as much as you um, of her in the comics and stuff, but I think these two movies have done the character a lot of justice and um Yeah. I'm a big fan of this Gwen Stacy as uh, her outfit. Gwen Spider Woman. I don't know what to call her any. 
more of the books are always spider gwen but she doesn't go by that that's like you know that's right it's book. so i always i always screw it up but um it's to me it was always interesting because she loses peter so young it's flip-flopped you know but in the movie she even says like you know in every universe peter you know peter and gwen are like a thing or whatever and obviously like there's obviously the chemistry with her and miles and you're sitting there and you're just kind of like this is just it's just it's so new but it's like it's a new twist and because because it's gwen you know you're so beholden to her dying so young where she's almost not a factor so many years later like she is emotionally she's like the jason todd of like spider-man right it's like it's like the motivation for the character to keep going for like the next 40 50 years but you know not most people you think gwen stacy they're gonna they probably think amazing spider-man yeah Emma Stone. So this is this is you know this is a in the, in the age of the multiverse film like now this is like by this is what our this this comes before the Flash so this is right on the heels this mm-hmm. is like what like the fifth Spider the fifth multiverse timeline blah 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 movie we've gotten within like the last two years <laughs> like if anything you know so it's 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 common practice to just accept the different versions of these characters at this point absolutely absolutely I think that's really well said and it's really well said. And then you come up with Miles, and then Miles is so different because his family is so connected. Like they want to know where he is. It's it, it. Whereas whereas Gwen's father isn't paying attention to Gwen because he's too busy with Spider Woman. They're too busy trying to get a, a ta- get in a Miles' life, but he's too busy keeping them out. You know. So the dynamic of the two of them is really interesting because it's. I like I like seeing the Spider because then once once Gwen interacts with Miles timeline is where everything screws up for me because then really because then it's spider against spider Mm. the instant she starts hiding things from him it ruins the movie for me because where the first movie excels at for me is it's always spider-man versus this kingpin her doc lock Mm. this that you know the ultimate green goblin there's villains i don't like the spider-man versus spider-man stuff it really throws me off on this so gail's a big part of that so I was, so I won't lie to you. I was in a similar spot mm. until something later that we'll get to the first time where you see her kind of being like awkward with him. I'm like, okay, I'm not, but then we'll get to it later. There's something that happens later that really made me, that really brought it home for me. And I think I see where they're going with it. Um, Of course we won't get that type of payoff till the third movie because they leave you with a pretty big cliffhanger here oh that's another uh, but, i hate that i hate that but i can see how the spider on spider stuff gets a little frustrating because but i feel I, like I the, think... the message is the same like at the end it's by the end of the movie when they're fighting on the rocket it's peter and gwen are hiding stuff from me they don't think i'm ready for this he literally i'm, I'm a do me and then miles goes off and he does and he, obviously he's gonna go kick ass in the third movie i'm guessing unless he gets yeah to him. but i was like this is the same message of the movie from the first movie. You guys just recycled it into just this gigantic 40-minute cameo fest of everything that they could have. No Way Home works because it's not overstuffed. Fair. So I think this movie doesn't work for me because at the end, it's just filters of Spider-Man running around. Doing it's really overwhelming. Not- I think it's tight. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. And what they did to Ben Riley drives me absolutely nuts. I figured the gag. I'm not crazy about once that either. Was enough. 
But when he's like musculature, yeah, look at this pose. Boom, I'm doing like I was like they turned him into a joke. But don't you think that was like a fun play at like the, the first time when that? he's like I'm sobbing. Look at my under. <laughs> yeah, like, like like I get it. But what uh, to be the ex- like at the expense of I was like oh, it's tough. It's, it's yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the one thing that, in terms of all the Spider Man stuff that was like the nitpick I had where I'm like I don't love what they did with Ben. Um, here's why I'm I'm in a little bit of a different place with you than everything. But I do think what you're saying is extremely valid. Um, I love how it comes down to their concern that the presence of Miles is an anomaly, that he is actually not supposed to be Spider-Man. Like, it's not just you're going to screw with a canon event. Like, you should not exist. That Peter should not have died. You're the problem with everything I found ultra compelling. It is an interesting take, yes. And why I kind of dig, why I ended up not really being against kind of Peter and Gwen keeping that from him. Like, I do think it's, I can only imagine what it would be like to, to tell someone you're actually not supposed to exist. Like you yeah. are actually a no, problem. Not, and I did um, that because like, I feel like that was me when ultimate was being published and I was like, they're going to kill off Spider-Man. So somebody else, this is ridiculous. Like I'm not reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't read. I'm sorry. I didn't read Ultimate when it was published. I was, I was so main continuity at that point. Have Have you never read Ultimate? No, no, I have. I have. I've, okay, I've now the, you not, have. Not, not at the not time. As, I, I I didn't read it when it was published. I haven't read it entire. I have various. It's not something I collect, but if I see it in like the five dollar bin, I'm picking it up. I picked up like Ultimate Fantastic Four Volume Two like two weeks ago. You know, like it, 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 I'll see it. I'll pick it up because now I'm. A, I will. I'll read. I'm. A little bit more leaning on that, and a lot of that has to actually do with the flux. You know, <laughs> uh, sure. when, that's you know, once Flashpoint opened my eyes up to a lot of things, at least multiverse wise. Like I wasn't really, and I'd say probably a little bit more like Batman Beyond probably was like the first bit of that where I started to let go of like main continuity things. Like I just, I just I'm wasn't an place. ultimate guy. Yeah. I just wasn't, or an alternate timeline guy. Like even like something like Elseworlds for DC. Like I don't. There's Gotham by Gaslight, you know, I get into. You know, it's funny because, you know, Ultimate was being published when I started reading comic books. So that's kind of how I started reading Spider-Man monthly. For a lot of people, that's um, their yeah. Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. the whole point. That's why they started at one, you know? You, you you get those guys in there. And that's what, you know, the New 52, again, try to do something similar to that. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of thoughts on that. Um, that's a whole but, other but, show. A whole nother show, which we we definitely should do one day. Um, another thing though that I really liked about when sort of all the Spider-Man hoopla happened, I did adore the scene explaining the canon events. And I always find something compelling. It's why I like. Oh, story. I love that actually. It's yeah. why I love a story like Flashpoint so much. Is I love the fact that they're saying right because it adds another layer. To the power and responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Of you don't understand. This is bigger than you. There are these universal constants that have to happen. And a defining point of Spider-Man is losing someone. And I love when it showed all the different versions and how yeah. the way that 
animation had all the Spider-Man kind of surround him. It felt overwhelming. I will say the one critique I do agree with you is I do think the whole, all the Spider-Man chasing him. I did think that went on a little too long. I do, I do think that went on a little too long, but the message of it all, I thought was really strong because it's so freaking relatable, you know, like understanding that there's going to be so many things in your life you can't control. I don't think that was portrayed as, as, as good. In my, at least my take, I just, I don't know. I get what you're saying, but at the end of the movie, it just, it, it just felt so repetitive to the first. And it was, I, I, w- I don't know. I thought they could have done a little bit better of a job of that. I think that's fair. I, I do see the parallels with the first one though. I do. I do. I think that this one takes what the first one did and put it on steroids. And I think though, the addition of Gwen's difficulty with certain things, mm-hmm. um, elevated it for me it really did i i also she was a standout of the movie for me to be honest so much she, i know she a lot was, of people like spider punk for his limited time he was there like he, kinda, uh, he was fun he, he was, was fun. i i don't understand a word he said but <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh daniel Kaluuya, yeah <laughs> i was like i dude i got his british punk guy yeah i was like wow this is intense i got nothing on it like i'm not even sure this is english <laughs> but his 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 like Character design was interesting. I like that. That was kind of yeah, cool. it was like fun. Changing his emotions and everything, and he actually played a pretty powerful role in his little bit of time there. Which you know? why he I was like, like you know, with your palms or this, like I'm out. This is too crazy. Like I was like you. It was like I was like I didn't really like you too much, but like you were very very impressive in your short time there. Um, as was Donald Glover. Like I that was, was like, great. That I thought that was wild. amazing. Like that was amazing. The whole thing, basically, Miles is, you know, if you don't know, is basically Dan Slott basically was like, oh, I like, I'm going to make him Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> and he did. And uh, there's now there's ties to Donald uh, and Spider-Man uh, throughout the multiverse. And, you know, I liked how uh, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man was mentioned in this movie. I thought it was cool. I thought seeing all the Spider-Man stuff from Toby and uh, Andrew was really great as well. Yeah, um, it's it's cool, I, I, but it's just overall like it, it just felt like, like a lot of cool scenes at some point for me for the movie, and I just because again like the first hour is basically like what split in half between Miles and Gwen, but yeah. I, I I dug the Miles just like oh man his mom is so cool like I, yeah <laughs> I was like I was like oh my god I was like I would I was like you know what I would yeah. love this woman <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I would love this woman too yeah um. And Let me tell you what I and I like the twist they did with the uncle. I do. So there's things in there that I really do dig. Yeah, I do like him being in the wrong universe at the end. I thought that was cool and how they all have to go save him. She's uh Gwen is re re getting the group from the first one back together. I thought that was great full circle. And it and it's cool too because you know he's seeing you know what could happen if his dad died, but what could happen to him, right? Um, if things in his life went a different way. So so there, there's something so compelling to me always with a story about changing your past or changing your fate or seeing a different version of what you could have been. Um, what I also really like is what they did with the spot. I thought he was a really cool villain. I thought he's a really cool villain and um, a compelling one too. And what a, what a way down the list Spidey villain that they've, made have some of the biggest stakes <laughs> the yeah. villain spider-man film i well, mean it's really 
really impressive end and to have it be kind of a creation from miles too um i enjoyed cool. how they tied it in i gotta go i have to rewatch the first one i want to see if i can point him out in scenes was is this something that was done intentionally because this is these two movies seemed very thought out like they clearly had a whole yeah. big plan for this they divided into three parts maybe even more if we don't know but yeah you know so this is I, i'm gonna go back i want to see if i could see, see that uh the spot before he becomes a spot and yeah just kind of the revenge angle was interesting like you took this way you took away like just basically like, you took away my skin and my face my identity like he really has it in for for miles um i'm trying to think of a spider-man villain any spider-man who has that much hatred towards the spider-man it's the spot really kind of took it to a different level um, you know it's it's so fascinating um and um i thought overall too primarily when the spot is kind of in, in his own world but all the animation in this movie was breathtaking to me it, it is one of the, the most stuff was funny. Yeah. things I ever sat through which was made by like a 14 year old kid which was amazing really? to me Mrs. Chen, yeah. I thought she was great. Yeah, the old I man. I thought out. I thought Eddie was going to show up for a sec. I was kind of, I was kind of hoping. I won't lie they to you. Did a, they, I think they did an, It just they, like I said, there's a lot of cool scenes in this movie. It just seems at some point it's way more about fan service than anything else. And the rockets, the, well, everything leading up to the rocket scene really. I will say I didn't think they were going to end the movie there. Like I was ready for some more when he gets the rock. Oh, same, same. I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, oh wait, I forgot. This is and I, I didn't like that. Like I kind of wanted some kind of satisfying ending to get me through. But now I'm kind of, I don't know if it's I'm because I'm going to even though this I didn't enjoy this much as the first one. Like there's no doubt my anticipation for the next movie. Like I oh, man, it's huge, right? see yeah. the next movie. I hope it's better than this one at least for, in terms for me. Uh, so like I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I want to see what happens. I just get disappointed because I, I would have liked closure. But, but what do you? No, do? I'm with you. There's, but see, here's, here's, here's what's funny, and and it's just the beauty of us how we digest and like things. I love a good cliffhanger. Yeah. So I'm just gonna freaking, go, man. Freaking, freaking, smack me across the face. So when that thing ended and to be continued, I went, oh, they got balls. Give me balls. Yeah. Uh, not wait. Awesome. Hold on. Not to rephrase that statement. No. I I, no. I sure love it. Um, you know what is another thing why I put this movie so high. So I I I'm weird when it comes to film and stuff. So there's certain things about a film that I'll, I'll love that'll have me hold it so high. Like I thought Kristen Stewart. Uh, yes, shots Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Oscar nominee Kristen Stewart can never be taken away from her. Just putting that out there. Um, you sound like Holzman and Brie Larson. He is a Brie fan, isn't he? Biggest Captain Marvel fan I know. Biggest, the biggest one I know, brother. The biggest one we know. <laughs> I thought the score was incredible. Yeah, I thought I the music it. in here was was amazing. Um, the kind of opening and closing—that's that massive like drum solo thing. Um, Gwen's theme was a massive standout to me. I love the theme and the sequence. When they're saving people in India, all the spies working together. I thought that, that was, was one of the more incredible. impressive action sequences. That was an impressive sequence, man. I, I it was kind of cool watching Spider-Man India just swing around. I didn't know how he was doing with the bracelet and everything. I was I was I was like, wow, okay. Now I, I don't know. I'm not from is that a character that was created for the movie? Is that actually a Spider-Man character? I've I'll be honest, I don't know. Part of me thinks it's for the movie, um, but I could be wrong. Or I think one he's that was... a book. I saw I think it was in like as I was reading just a random comic. 
I think he's getting a title. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's seen I, I, what, what they call what was it Mumhattan? Oh man, I forgot. I forgot what the name is. I was like, oh okay, that's a cool little play on words. I forgot what it was. Yeah, I forgot what it was too, but that's cool. It was cool. It was cool. I dug, that was cool. I, I I dug the animation of that. I really did. That was one of the it, more impressive ones. But it was just a cool sequence because like that's not something that I think you can necessarily do in live action. But when they really start, when you see them start really working together, mm-hmm. was really cool because they're all kind of the thing I liked about a lot of the other spider characters that cameoed is they were all kind of in their prime. So they were all really polished when they were saving people. Like even the at the start, the fight between uh uh Gwen Vulture 2099 and that Spider Woman, um, Jessica Drew was really cool too. Cause even there's a really cool because it just shows how they're all connected so much, right? That's such a through line. Like when um 2099, it's after Gwen does something, 20 uh 2099 is like, oh, that's what I was gonna do. Or something yeah. like that. It just kind of shows you there there are these cohesive pieces that continuously follow all these spider people. I'll tell you another thing that I like that I, I maybe I'm creating in my head, which I do from time to time. Mm-hmm. If Gwen, if if Miles is such an anomaly, wouldn't Gwen be too? Because in every universe, Gwen Stacy should die. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I think it's because Peter died. I think, that's what, I, think, okay. I think that's the counterpoint. Like, I, th- I think that's her universe is kind of the flip side, right? It's like the opposite okay, side. Okay, where it's point. Peter, but she lives. Yeah. You know, because obviously, because Peter's Peter's the, the one who dies young, and then she becomes, she was obviously Spider-Woman before that. But, you know, I think that's the twist there. I'm not sure. With my, but with Miles, remember, it's because... His uh, Chris Evans was not Chris Evans. Uh, Chris uh, Pine Spider Man died. Yeah, you know, blonde Spider Man. His blonde Spider Man. So and wasn't supposed to. So apparently, I don't know. I got to rewatch the first one. It looked like he was supposed to die there. <laughs> well, well, they're saying the spider wasn't supposed to be there. Well, that's another, my, yeah, that's the other right, thing. Yeah. That's why he went back to. That's why he went to the wrong Earth because it took. Him yeah, back. yeah. Which I which I always thought was interesting. I didn't know if that's actually the truth for Miles, if it's the spiders from somewhere else too. That's uh, I, I'm not the biggest Miles. I'm, I'm not the biggest Miles guy. That, mostly because it was Ultimate and they killed off Peter Parker. I was like, no way. I'm not you know, I, I wasn't Miles in the comics either. I'm still not. I actually still to this day. I I, I know they brought him in the main continuity and stuff. His new suit's not cool. This is one of his better looking suits. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sick. But in the comics, though, I feel like he's still not that great of a character. I feel like these movies have really done a lot for him. And yeah, probably definitely. the best version of him is in these films. But you're right. His his suit in here rips. I um, mean, there's no difference between Miles and Peter, honestly, when they're in the mask talking just junk. Like when Miles is in the bodega when he's first, before, I think it is when he's fighting Spot for the first time. Yeah, like, it's when great, he's yeah. with the cashier and everything. Like that's, if, it's funny. Like that's, that's just. I think that's just a Spider-Man trait. Like you, it's just spy trait. Just, yeah, or when talking, he's talking to his father, Miller, you're talking trash all day, all game. That's all you're doing, right? Or yeah. when he's talking to his father, and he's like, you know, how's your son doing, or whatever. That's something that Peter would do. You know what I mean? If he was with someone he knew, is like, hey, that Peter, you very similar to that. Get off his ass, yeah. So I, 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 there's a lot of good stuff in there, but I just. 
I don't like seeing my heroes fight my heroes. You know, which I respect, and and I respect it about you because you are consistent across all. Uh, I don't know. Mediums. I do like BVS a lot. <laughs> well, that's because well, that's a different story. But that's been done, right? Like those two have faced off before. Yeah. So so it kind of has the backup for it. You know what I mean? But not a lot of Spidey. Uh, I gotta say, like I like seeing again Ben Riley, all these other characters, the Spider Buggy. Like I'm sure there's a bunch I'm not even mentioning. But like it, it was cool to see them. I, I will. I was like, ah, but when they do the point, I'm like, you guys did this in live action already. I know. Like, this is old news by now. <laughs> I will say it was cool to see Spectacular Spider-Man have one strong yes. line to Miles. Oh, that yes, was that sick. Is true. That was great. I, I do love made. that line where he steps forward and is like, you know, that that was cool. I don't think we saw '90s Spider-Man. I think they're saving him for. The next one. You think well, that's also a very valid point. But yes, yeah, spectacular got a huge bow, and uh, you know that's probably that spectacular might be the closest thing to like Marvel's Else Worlds that I like really love. Oh, it's so you know? good, yeah, spectacular because it's a little out there in terms. It's of, a like, little it out does. there, but it, it, it does works. Things. It does it so well. I think it's a little. I think it's better than Ultimate. If I had to pick, yeah, like, a different variation of Spider Man. I know we're talking cartoon to comic book, but. I I did talking to a Hoss on the phone. I was saying the most exposure I had really to Ultimate Spider-Man was the video game for the Xbox. God, that's a good game with him and Venom. Yeah, that, that's, that's the best that's game, Because at that time, because uh, like, I'm older than you, and I remember before these things were abundant. Uh, you know, like this is yeah, the Spider-Man game you get. You know, like it was either movie yeah. tie-in game. Or this, and whenever Spider-Man two, three, or whatever, because you know, well, they didn't even make them for Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, they did. They made Amazing Spider-Man. 2. I do have the second one. Um, so yeah, like that's it. You weren't getting that many games, so like I, no. I just scooped it up, and that's a lot of fun. That game, you know, that was like feed. <laughs> you had to like eat people, dude. It was gnarly. I it loved gnarly it. That it game, was, man. It was intense. So that's probably the most Ultimate Spider-Man I got. Out of anything, I didn't read it. It was probably out of that video game. So that and that was well before Miles. You know, that was at the early stages, probably. Very much. Oh, way, way earlier. Um, it was cool because what I wanted to say was, there's no way they put so much Spider-Man cameo stuff in here. Mm -hmm. There's no way they left out '90s without a reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's they had everything. I didn't expect to get of. as much Toby and and uh, Andrews I got. To be honest, I didn't either. Even I didn't. The holograms. I, I don't know. Like it was just the fact that they were there. Like I was like, I just didn't expect it coming off of No Way Home. You know, and you know, it, again, they're mentioned. I guess you know, one account that's another slight cameo. Like that movie's mentioned directly. Um, yeah. So, so nineties has to be in in the next one, or else. There's no, or else it's the massive fumble. Who else would you? Who else would you include? Like, if you're gonna include, uh, you know, big time. Like, I don't know. Was um, Japanese Spider-Man? Was he in this? Has he been in these movies at all? Not in these yet. It's it's those are the two right. Nineties and Japanese. Because when they did that, the print Spider Verse blew my mind. That like when, was yeah. Spider Verse was being printed. It was like now it's kind it's it's kind of a bummer because it's actually a lot's happened really fast. Like it hasn't been like twenty years between Spider Verse being printed, No Way Home, and, the, and these two movies. Yeah, it's it's you really know, it's, bad, they're yeah. right on the heels of each other. They've been that successful, but when it was in print, and he was and Slot was bringing in all these different characters, like I was like, wow! I was yeah. when he brought in the old Japanese Spider Man, 
you know, it may not be the best interpretation of Spider-Man, but like, it's still just impressive that he, he pulled it off so well. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'd love to see more. I'd love to see, uh, I don't know who else you can include, but it's animation. It's endless. We, if you saw the flash, man, anything's possible. (laughs) Anything's possible. (laughs) Bring anybody back. So don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw it out the window. So between this and the flash. Wow. Oh man. A lot I've of good. I've man. seen I've seen a lot a lot of characters that I had never thought I'd see in a long time. It's pretty overwhelming. You're right. Like who else could you ask for anymore? Like we've seen a lot in this last month. We have seen so much. It's yeah. almost ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I don't know who who is James. The only thing is like James Cameron's uncast. Was it Michael Bind supposed to be Peter Parker? <laughs> that James Cameron Spider Man movie. That one, and then Leo at some point, right? I don't remember hearing about that. That's a possibility, though. It was going to be Leo. I'll tell you what would have been funny. I I think the one other thing that would be funny is if there was that whole thing when Jake Gyllenhaal almost took over for Toby. I think it would be fun to get a random shot of Jake just in a costume. Like, all right. That would be a cool cool nod. That would be a cool nod for me. Patrick Stewart, Multiverse of Madness type scene. I can dig that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. Uh, How many cannolis are you giving this thing? Out of five. five. Baby. You're going five? five? I'm five. Right. It's I'm... the best movie I've seen this year. I mean that. I like Flash. You're gonna call? I'll, I'll say I like Flash more. This this edges Flash a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it two and a half. I didn't because I, I just the I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the last hour. It didn't, it didn't uh, two and a half. Two and a half. It's almost three. I'm in the middle. Damn. It's not, it's not a four. It's like I, I if I had it graded, it's like a B. Okay, fair. Okay, okay. Like, is that is that fair, or is that just a solid three? Should I just go solid three? Is that go solid three, three. for me? Go, go three. Right, go for me, go three. three because it looks better than two. No one leaves half a cannoli anyway, so you, everyone's got. You always three. finish it. You always yeah. finish. It. So I'll give I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three. But uh, it's but mostly because of what they did to Ben. <laughs> 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 they a whole cannoli goes out no. the door because Ben. <laughs> The people who made this movie must really not like Ben, because they did him no favors. I'm convinced nobody likes Ben Riley. I but love like the us. Scarlet Spider. How could no, you? No, but like us and Carlos's daughter. She's uh, a I like old She's school a big... Scarlet Spider with the hoodie. With the hoodie. yeah, big old school fan. But the hoodie and the the Nightwing <laughs> ankle gauntlets everywhere. You know the the, the gauntlets. The, oh, He's got those, but that's it. All right. Okay. All right, you plug away. This is it. Your your half of the show's done. <laughs> yeah, my half is done, but don't worry. I will be back. And so will Pops. They'll be back. I'll be back. Uh you can follow me everywhere at Nico Caruso, uh at Nico Knows Film on Twitter. Follow at the Vigilante 1939, but follow this show, like it, and follow Mr. Vera as well. He's the man. I actually have a special guest here. First time on our show. Um, long-time listener from what I hear. Indeed. Twitter's favorite loudmouth. Well, foul mouth. I'm sorry. He's not loud. He's foul. And <clears throat> out of all of my relatives, and including all my crazy uncles, I've never heard anyone use the word stronzo more than this one. So, Adam, welcome to the show. Um, it's a pleasure for you to be here. Um, I- I'm excited to talk some Spider-Man with you. Uh, what's going on, man? I'm happy to be here. It doesn't... Uh... It's not often, and not by design, but it's not often that I get to talk uh, uh, Spidey comments. So I'm glad to be sitting here and, and, and talking some Spidey with you. 
and uh, yeah, everything's good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's fun to be here. And let's, let's uh, just a couple quick questions and ask you about your Spider-Man background. What is your favorite Spider-Man film? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go with the Spider-Man Two. Uh, Spider-Man Two. Fair enough. Yeah, that was. I mean, the first Spider-Man was when I when I kind of got back into mm-hmm. like that film and Smallville collectively got me to go back to the comic store. Mm-hmm. Um, so that film was the catalyst. Spider-Man One, but Spider-Man Two, I, I thought it just elevated everything to the next level. Just took it to the next level. That's the ideal, you know, sequel. Like. That's what you want to do with your sequel. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Formula, I think. You know what I mean? Hard to argue with you. It's one of the goats uh, of the genre. It's still one of my top ten, I would say. Yeah, no. I think it still holds up myself. Uh, Favorite Spider-Man animated show? The 90s one. Uh, I grew up up on that. But I will say, I used to watch, there were reruns of the 60s series. I think it was, what was it, 66? Uh, I forget what year it actually is. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Uh, but, I, but, I, but I have an extra, and I know you're going to disagree with this, but I have an extra fondness for it because it was on back in the day when the Leafs actually won a Stanley Cup. So it, ha- it has a side spot, a, side, you know, a soft spot in my heart just for that notion. But it's the 90s show for sure for me. Have you ever checked out Spectacular? I, I have. I've seen the other ones. They're all good. They're all, you know, solid. But that mm-hmm. 90s one, I just think it just... It, I mean, we had a good with with the '90s Spider-Man, the '90s X-Men, and then Batman the animated series. Yeah, you know, we, we just, that was a trifecta. Yeah, no, that we had a uh, Would you? What would you be your favorite Spider-Man story? Do you have a favorite Spider-Man story? So, my favorite Spider-Man. It's kind of biased because that got me into back into Spider-Man was the ultimate uh, Spider-Man comic. Like that first okay. one that, that uh, was Bendis, right? Um, yeah, yes it was. Because I, I remember my story is when I went back to the comic store, um, I was looking for, I was going on a trip to Italy and I was looking for something to read. And I wanted a DC book and a Marvel book. And so my comic guy at the time, I just walked in there for the first time. For the, on the DC side, he recommended Dark Knight Returns. And then I'm like, what do you got for Marvel? And he and he gave me the ultimate uh, Spider-Man Volume One trade paperback, and I thought it was fairly straightforward to get into. Like it gave you an entry point if you had never read Spider-Man before, but had a casual understanding of the character. It was a good entry point, and uh, it took some different swings, no pun intended, in comparison to the regular, you know, six sixteen universe. So uh, yeah, it was a great entry point. I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't like Ultimate. I didn't get into it. Okay. I, I've, I've read it. I've, I've gone back and read it. I remember when it first got published, I protested it. I was like, I'm not reading this out of continuity books. No way. Yeah, I, don't yeah, read yeah. I was very Paul Herman back in the day. I don't read out of continuity comics. It's ridiculous. This isn't real. This makes the fake stuff look even more fake. But yeah. So I did. I, I was actually ready. Uh, I, the only Ultimate stuff I really got into, and I discussed this in the first one I showed with Nico, was the video game for the Xbox. Ultimate ah, Spider-Man because yeah. Slim Pickens back in the day it was either yeah, that or I don't play any game so I had to play it yeah. and I actually fell in love with the game so that was enjoyable but uh, I'm glad that uh, Ultimate Spider-Man did its job and got you into one of the greatest characters of all time that was the 
that was the point of it. That whole point of every time they start a new number one for both sides. So now, now we're going to get into Amazing Spider-Man uh, issues 19 through 24. Adam is coming out of the bullpen and he's coming through. He's gonna, he read some Spider-Man and we're going to talk about it and break it down. Um, are you ready to get into this, my friend? Are you ready to swing into the webs of Amazing? Ready to swing? I don't know if I'll probably hit a building, but let's go. <laughs> I would totally John Blake this and die the first night if I was. Yeah, that's not Spider-Man related, but it's John Blake. You gotta love it. The fake rolling, right? So issues nineteen and twenty actually are written by Joe Kelly as he as 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 like Adam. He just steps out of the bullpen, and I actually thought these two issues are really cool because they're kind of different. We're gonna talk about twenty-one through twenty-four. But 19 and 20 was kind of cool for me because I'm really digging what they're doing. And I know Kelly just stepped in here, but with Peter and Black Cat, like I kind of, I'm, I'm not upset really about the MJ stuff because there's been a lot of good MJ stuff. We've got a lot of controversial MJ stuff in my lifetime. And then we've even recently got like Renew Your Vows, the multiverse angle, the other opposite, what could have been MJ stuff with Peter. So like I've seen a crazy amount of MJ stuff. But this stuff with Black Cat feels really fun for me. How do you, how did you feel about this kind of like these two date issues, so to speak? Well, controversial. Yeah, this may be controversial to the hardcore Spidey fans, but I actually like Spider Man and Black Cat. Uh, this pair, yeah, it, it, this like potential pair. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they're banter, right? Like they get each other's lifestyle and then you know, the whole secret identity angle and just the way like. She's very quick to like punch back at him and call him on BS or whatever, and mm-hmm. I just like that dynamic. And honestly, you know, like it's just I'm not ready to you know, uh, you know, ship them and start some kind of like you know like the bad cat no, nonsense. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there with that. But but I like the pairing. I, like if 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 Marvel actually had the um, how can I say this politely. Testicular fortitude to 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 keep this going and not eventually revert back to Peter and MJ, I'd be okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I thought these two issues were a lot of fun. I know they're kind of out of their element. They're 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 trying to escape everything that recently happened with the whole dark web situation. So they're on like a little retreat, and you know, typical Parker luck. He finds himself in the midst of uh, the Silicon Six, which I I was like, okay, that's interesting. We. I don't. I feel like this is the first time I've heard of the Silicon Six, but White Rabbit. Like, who are these people? Yeah, but somehow there, there, there's a through the through the uh, the family tree. Of the Spider-Man version of the Sinister Six. Yeah, they, they somehow they're related to Tombstone and whatnot, but yeah, it was just cool. Like whatever, fine. Give me a give me a bunch of mindless villains for Spider-Man and Black Cat to beat up on for two issues. Because, right, they're cannon fodder. That's what it is. Yeah, but going through these two issues, especially the Dodson art is phenomenal. Like this is almost as close as you can get to like Adam Hughes drawing a book. It's just it's yeah. so stunning, and the poses and the splash pages and the layouts and the panels and just I don't know, just like M, I don't know MJ in a robe. Like geez, and yeah, I mean like cool. listen, if I was gonna if I was gonna have a multiverse wife in a comic and click my pen like I do on my show. Uh, you know, MJ and Black Cat would be on the list, so I just throw that out there for those people who listen to my show and know what I'm talking about. But yeah, um, yeah, because it's 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 Terry and Rachel uh, 
color and draw the first uh, 19. Yeah, and they've done they've done a run on Wonder Woman too, by the way. So yeah, yeah, which was really good. I really enjoyed yeah. that as well, especially yeah. those covers. But yeah, like mm. I don't know, these two issues are just so much fun. It kind of it, it kind of gives me like an old school vibe. And I've said a lot yes. about the Wells run recently. You know, we're about. I mean, we're. I think the run is probably in the early 30s by now but these two issues feel really they, they vibe with me a certain way they take me back to like the past and i really enjoy that and i don't feel that about the rest of the rest of the, the books are going to talk about 21 through 24. what was your take on 21 through 24. because it's kind of like here we are we're finally going to talk about mj this is it this is the event they've been hyping up for how, how long have they been hyping this up now since oh, they printed ever since the, the first issue of the new creative team no, we're finally nitty gritty. We're finally going to happen, like the, the Spider Man one year later, and what's happening with MJ. And I don't know, like, to me, it's kind of off to like just blast start. Like, what, what's your take? Well, my thing was, I, I kind of dig like the time displacement angle that they're going for, like, you know, or like the, the time travel, if you will. I guess that's what they're going for with yeah. what happened with Peter or why he's been away for so long and what have, have you. Like that stuff, um, like I'm, I, I dig time travel shenanigans. Um, so, so that's kind of cool. And I see what's that very popular recently. Yeah, yeah. And I, I also like seeing sort of how Peter navigates being on the run, like, uh, you know, from, you know, being tracked by the Fantastic Four and then later Captain America. Um, I dug that. That was actually really cool. I just don't know yeah, if I did like, It felt like what was that Will Smith movie where he was running from the law, or it was was the future? Was it the future? Uh, you're done with the fugitive. I don't know if Will Smith did a movie like that though. Uh, Enemy of the State. Sorry, that was that's what I think it was. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Then they said it is Will Smith. Yes. Yeah, like I got sort sort of that kind of vibe from it, and then the interactions. What really kind of sparked me in in those interactions was his interaction with Cap and like, you know, Cap's trying to reason with him, but he's so, uh, Peter's so laser focused on worrying about MJ that he like, like he smashes Cap in the face with his own shield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, I like, I like your take on that actually. How he's conflicted about it. Like he's like, he, he you still see his respect for Cap, even though he had, like he felt that he had to do that. But you mm-hmm. can tell that he was kind of sorry about it. So it's like, you, you know, like he's not afraid to go that, that, that you know, extra mile, but he doesn't like, you know, he's still realizing like, he's not proud of what he had to do. It just shows his dedication to MJ. In terms of the villain, which whose name was, um, what's his code name again? Um, oh, that was like Raid. <laughs> Yeah, or something like that. Ryan, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, so it was that, I didn't like it. That's why I don't remember it. I'm trying to find the whole, it. The whole, the whole angle about he, like that he's some, it's almost like he's some cult follower or cult leader or something like that. There was and, an editor's and, note. I had to go back to like a certain issue to really find the whole story. But, but it's just like, but that's I mean, where they started. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. But it, it got too, too like mystical for my liking. Like, like all exactly. the nonsense. Especially coming off of the previous two issues, where yeah. it's just Spider-Man versus Black. It's a very personal story. It's about them, two characters. And it's that was kind of my problem with Dark Web. I'm like, what is going on? Why are we so fantastical right now? 
Like, are we just like trying to do crazy things because the Spider Verse movie's popping up? And I don't mind. And I, just to be clear, I don't mind fantastical stuff in, in my superhero comics at all. Like, I'm not one of those guys that it, you know has to be all. You it's, know, look, it's going to happen whether you like it or not. They're going to do it. At some yeah, point, right, right, right. But it's just to me, Spider-Man has has such an amazing rogues gallery, right? That no pun intended with the amazing stuff. They've had stories told about them for 60 plus years. But, uh, you know, a good inventive writer can come up with new stories for these classic Because these don't characters stand the test of time. Yes. Yeah. You don't need to create that. I'm like, who is this guy? I'm like, what, who is this guy? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Especially, like, we just, the, we, earlier on in the volume, you got uh, this interesting Hobgoblin story. You got a cool yeah. two issue story. The, the Vulture was involved in that. Like, there were a lot of, he was pulling out older vi- villains, and then Dark Web happened, and it kind of changed things a little bit. Then you get back to 1920, and then I thought, uh, I actually thought 23 was kind of a, a little bit of a breather because I thought it was a little bit more. Peter going to the Fantastic Four for help is fun. Like, and then I like that, confrontation, yeah. confrontation with Captain America. 23 is a little bit more ground yes. level. Than, you know, and by 24, he's going to Norman for help. And I don't mind what they've done with Norman. That's a cool uh, so twist, far. yeah. I did, did you read Gold Goblin? I thought Gold Goblin was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah and, I liked it. I, I think it's an evolution of the character. Now, eventually, will something happen that makes him go, you know, full you know, nut job villain again? Yeah, Probably. I'm sure it'll happen. Because it's comics are comics, right? right? You yeah. Know, so, but, but for now, I like this, this alteration. Uh, again, it's character development. And if a character is going to st- – if any character or, or set of characters is going to stand at the, the test of time for all these years, you know, 60, 70, 80 years, whatever the case may be, there has to be some sort of evolution. It can't just be, let's regurgitate the same thing. Like, yeah. That's what I mean. That's inventive what I mean. Writer, like, that great. Yeah, that's what I mean. Inventive writers can come up with with new, you know, can spin new new webs with, with classic characters to keep the puns going. Um, you know, yeah, so, like, I'm, like, I'm wondering, when was the last time Black Cat and Spider-Man were really an item? Like it's been it's been a very yeah. long time. That's why I think I'm digging it, man. And I, I like again pulling in characters. You're pulling in Captain America. You're pulling in Fantastic Four. That's fine. And I, and those are the things that I'm really loving the most. And like I said, previous issues with Vulture and Hobgoblin were great. But like, overall, I feel like this volume so far is kind of a mixed bag for me because he still he still does crazier things. I mean, I, I know yeah, people I mean, like the previous volume, but I was into that with the whole. I mean, uh, there are, there are highs and lows. There's always going to be highs and lows. I haven't seen a comic where, you know, you know, I've been reading uh, comics steadily now since 02. And there's not one run that I, that you know, throughout it's like I, I haven't found yet the perfect run. You know, I, I don't know that it exists. I mean, there are classic storylines that I've read, you know, graphic novels that I think are, are, are phenomenal. Like, you know, Spider-Man Blue, I, I, I love that, that story uh, on, yeah, on, the, on, on the Marvel side. On the DC side, you know... Um, uh, why am I the long Halloween? You know, is is you know top tier, but in terms you of Ryan Lauer, Lauer reads. Yeah, well, yeah so, so I so I've, yeah. I've gathered from that podcast, but yeah, but you know, like, long But when you have an ongoing that that, that like in the case of Amazing Spider-Man, there are going to be sort of highs and lows, but it's just 
what I've noticed is there's a lot of hyperbole uh, when you read the reactions and it's like, if something is not the established status quo, it is automatically the end of the world. Yeah. When I I mean, at to, this point, you put everything under the sun. I feel like they, I don't know how much more crazy when, when, when they when they did sins past. I told I remember I told Nico about that. He didn't know about that story. I was like, dude, you want you want to see something that would have blew up Twitter back in the day? You go read Sins Past, my friend. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> read Sins Past. Research, you're gonna blow your mind. I still pop. I, I pop it in like it's a movie. I still open it up every now and then because I'm like this thing. I uh, it was like when I picked up Sins Past at, at the comic shop. I was like, oh, I finally get to read what everyone was complaining about. But but again, it just shows you like they're gonna try some wild some wild stuff, and. And eventually they'll revert back to what everybody knows and loves. It's just the nature of the comic book beast, right? So w when they're taking these alter alternating swings, and you know, while Peter and, and Black Cat have their, their you know their moment in the sun, so to speak, just roll with it. Eventually he'll be back with MJ. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah, you know, like and, it, and I'm curious. I, I look, it may not have started as much as it was, but I'm curious. You guys have made. Marvel's made a huge deal about this. I want to know what the hell happened. I'm not going to stop reading it because I didn't like. Yeah, you know, yeah I want to see how they, how they, yeah, like. I have to see at this point. Who is this guy that, 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 that you know, I mean. Oh, yeah. To me, from this yeah, Paul, he's a little bit nefarious if you ask me. I don't, I don't 100% uh, think he's, uh, think he's Mr. Altruistic. Um, and the kids, I mean, they gave MJ two kids. And the only thing I'll say. What's that? I thought they, I thought they were his kids, and she's just kind of like. I mean, that could be the case. That could be the case because otherwise, I could be wrong. I, 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 I like mean, that could be the case because to me, it's like the one thing I will criticize Marvel in terms of what they've done with Spider-Man is. What I'll give DC credit for is that they've, you know, they've done well with the Superman and Lois marriage. Like they've managed to make that work. And I think, you know, I, I, I kind of chastise Marvel a little bit for always having the quick out of, well, we got to break up Spider-Man and MJ. Like, even though I, even though I'm happy with this black hat and Peter entangling, it's like, I mean, that's cool. And if they stick with it, I'm, I'm all for it. But if you're going to like hype up MJ and, 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 and Peter as this, you know, this, this, universal pairing that can never be, you know, that their destiny or whatever you want to call it, then have the, have, have the fortitude to stick with the marriage and make it work. It can be done. I was reading, um, there's that uh, Elseworlds or, or whatever it is uh, from Marvel that uh, Tom King, not Tom King, Tom Taylor wrote uh, recently. Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Dark but Ages? in that MJ and Peter, MJ and Peter had the is it was it dark, dark something. Damn it! Why am I blanking? Anyway, I'm Dark Ages. I think that's what you're talking. Yeah, about. that's that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, where MJ and Peter had uh, a little girl. I thought that was cool. Mm. Like the like the, the you know the, the you should check out Renew Your Vows. That's good. It's a whole the whole like. Yeah. Two volume story about Peter MJ and their their daughter, their spider daughter. 
so I wish, so I kind of wish they could, you know, they, if they're going to do it, if they're going to, if they're going to keep reverting back to Peter and MJ, then just have them be married. And, and, and again, a writer that, that is, is, is a solid writer should be able to make do with a married superhero couple. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. But I, for right now, I'm actually digging the Black Hat stuff even more. Cause I, I, I feel agree, like I yeah. have to. Go back to what the '80s a little bit. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Someone's going to listen to this and yell at me. But I should know this, but I feel like I didn't read a whole. I want to say it was the '80s. It's been a while. It's been a while since they've. Yeah, since, <laughs> so no, but I really like, like I said, I like those two issues the most. Um, I, I like the one where he interacts with the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I, I just with this new villain, it's going to take me some time. They're gonna to need to. They're gonna to need to elaborate more um, on on what his whole deal with. Because right now he just seems like a an yeah, insane mystical cult leader. Yeah, just some some kind of bozo just kind of caused trouble. So I can get to the the whole reason Peter and MJ split up. You know, just a, yeah. a mean the end type thing. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not really expecting much from Rabbit or whatever his name is. He I doesn't. He, he doesn't look like he's. It doesn't come off to me as a character that's going to last and become, you know, a perennial Spidey uh, a villain. I will say, in, look, we go from Hudson to Romita Jr., both are A-class artists. But yeah. when you're reading them straight through, it is very jarring to go from Dodson's art to Romita's art, uh, R.I.P. to his father. Um, yeah, terrible. But so yeah, it's, I'm like, I'm like, whoa! Like, oh wow, this is, and I like JRJR stuff. You know, it, his Superman stuff is not good. I do not. Yeah, like I, I was gonna say it. But his Spider-Man stuff is always A-list. But it was very. It, was, it, it took a minute. I had to like, I had to like refresh my eyes. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that. and I, and the funny thing is, I did. That. I read, I read straight from 19 through to 24, yeah. and when it got back to. You know, John Romita Jr. It's like, whoa, whoa! It's like, we're, yeah. we're going from, we're going from. Uh, again, he's great at what he does. Where Spider Man's concerned, like, yeah. I, I hated his Superman stuff. It'd be like going from like you know, like Kelly Jones. <laughs> you know, what it's like it's like going from um, Batman the animated series to Teen Titans Go animation. It's like, what? yeah, yeah. What? what yeah. But but again, I think I will give John Romita Jr. credit. I think he is, you know, him drawing Spider-Man, just, it's like comfort food. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's good to have him back. It is. Like, there are certain artists that, there, to me, to me, there are certain artists that, like, belong, like, it's the wrong word, but belong drawing a character. And I think John Romita Jr. and Spider-Man have that. No argument. I love watching. I mean, don't get me wrong though. If you, if it's JRJR forever, then you don't get guys like Gleason and you know. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes course, yeah. It's I, I'm with. I could read JR stuff and only JR stuff. You know, like he's that good. So I yeah, but Friday's good as well. Yeah. But overall, I, yeah, we're on the same page here. 1920 and then 23 were definitely the best issues we read. Um, but I'm still very curious what's going on with this MJ, this, you know, her time in this other like dimension or whatever, and after being chased by weird T Rex thing. I don't know. <laughs> it was all just out there. I was like, I'm... yeah, I mean, they're throwing T Rexes in the mix. It's like, whoa. It's like, 
Whatever. All right, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I'm curious. I'm not going to, like I said, not going to stop reading, but I'm just, it, it's weird how this run can go from like, oh man, it's got this great old school vibe to like, it's like, boom, this is like really 90s. We're going to go back and do something crazy. So, at least, one thing I can say about Amazing Spider Man right now is it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, you're going to you know get variety, that's for sure. Like, you don't, like, it's, it's, it's not going to get stagnant. Um, and look, it's, and again, no disparaging to anybody else, but it's better than Detective Comics right now, regardless of what it's doing. I'm, so, not, a detective. I'm not enjoying well, it. I am not oof. enjoying it. Yeah, me neither. We started rereading Batman. <laughs> I, I stopped reading Batman. Batman is the better book. Batman is definitely the better book. Last uh, issue. It's not really my cup of tea. I don't really like Batman with a cybernetic hand, but. Uh, yeah, that, really that's going to take a while for me to get used to, but. Yeah. Uh, but it's better than Detective, so and so is this. Uh, no matter what Amazing does, I know the next two issues are supposedly really controversial, uh, according to the fandom. So who knows uh, what, what that actually is going to be like? Well, but according to fandom, it is your first mistake right there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, which means it'll probably be somewhere in between, which is the reality, right? But but we'll see. But again, I'm I'm going to keep reading and because uh, I want to see how they resolve this this particular element of the story uh, mm. in terms of what's, what's been going on with MJ and Peter. Yeah, I'm curious. I like want to see how it's all... Like you suggested, are those her kids? And yeah. what does that say about... Because how long has he been gone? A year? Uh, what are they saying? He's been gone a year? Yeah, I don't know. She just dated a guy with kids. That's yeah, she moved on real quick if, if, if he's only been gone a year. Unless, unless time in, I don't know, spider space. It's, it's slower or faster, I don't know. She she, and, she pulled a long slain in Superman Returns. He left, and it's like, all right, next. Yeah, he's super sperm. What do you want me to tell you? Oh, so, oh. No, but we'll see. I, like, I'm like i intrigued, and uh, like, I want to see how it, how it plays out. Yeah, no, same page. We're on the same page, my friend. Uh, real quickly, uh, sidebar. Devil's thinking about Jesper Bratt for eight years. And Timo for eight years. What are you thinking? You think they sign? I think I, I think it would be. I think they're good moves. I think both of those. You know, I think the Devils had an unsuspecting uh, run last year. Mm-hmm. They're ahead of I schedule think, in terms I think of Timo in terms a little of bit their, of an element. Yeah, I like. Yeah, them. in terms of the rebuild, they're 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 ahead of the curve. Uh, so, you know, you you gotta have players like that. I think. I think again, it, it all depends on on yeah, like. The money value for those two deals. I think Jasper uh, was like eight. For, it's he was getting like eight a year, or something like that. It was like eighty million total, something like that. I mean, again, you want to grow your team with with guys like players like that, right? Uh, mm. The question mark for the Devils for me would be, you know, the, the, the goaltending in that third round, in the second round. Was it the second or third round? It was. It was both. <laughs> no, but we, like when they lost, it was the third round, right? Uh, they lost to Carolina in the second. The second, yeah. The first round. Yeah, so the goaltending is going to be a, is still a question mark. I mean, I know I know the young kid there had had moments, had flashes of, but I think that's still their biggest question mark. But, no, I agree with you. Know, I think Vanacek needed in the playoffs. He just vanished, and that's not a good sign. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, but I I think they got a bright a bright. Uh, Bright season and bright future ahead. So, so 
you, good for them for for like, like I said. Uh, and how about your lease? What do you expect? Have you well, covered yet? I mean, my thing is, it all depends on you know the first domino to fall will be Austin Matthews. Does he stay? How okay. much does he sign for? Right? I mean, like fifteen million. Uh, that, that that hurts. That hurts in the sense of because I'm I'm hearing talk about oh they're going to keep the 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 core four together and I'm like what what possesses you to like run it back as people like to say here you've run it back how many times now it ain't working something's going to change do you think Laviolette to the Rangers is anything or do you think the Rangers are still just going to be the Rangers the my issue with the Rangers is like I I just they, even though it's the salary cap and, and, and they, they can't buy the team and they, like they can't buy a winning team anymore, they're still kind of in that mentality. Like I don't think Laviolette, Laviolette isn't the, the savior that I, that, that I think people think he's going to be. Uh, to me, what I saw about the Devils, what the Devils did to them, I think it was just a team that outworked them, that wanted him more. And, and you know, I mean, the Rangers brought in Kane and, and granted he was injured, but he did nothing for it, like relatively speaking, you know. So I, I, I don't think Lavalette's going to be a difference maker because, you know, if if he was if he was as good as people think he is, he would have still had his old job. <laughs> you know, and he doesn't. Head, so when you're when you're a head coach in any league, you're just hired until you get fired. <laughs> I wouldn't want that job. It's it's brutal because your head is the first one. Hired till you get fired, my friend. Well, I'll tell you what, so, it is fun to watch Jack Hughes on a day. Yeah, game. he's a he's a good he's a hell of a especially this playoff. He was very fun to watch. He even got physical, which is not really his thing. But yeah, and 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 that's what you know what for a lot of the teams that's what it is is can they can they go to the next level? Like regular season is one thing, playoffs are a whole different animal. We will see. We will see. Well. It's good to uh, good to talk to Spider Man. Good to talk to hockey with you. Why don't you uh, plug away and uh, tell everyone where they can find you? All right. Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, just my personal account. It's Adam underscore Lee's fan, and I will call plenty of people strongs on there. Hey, Peter's right when it's warranted. That's what you get. But uh, if you want to follow my uh, my podcast network, the uh, uh, Multiverse Multiverse Musings Vidcast, where we cover everything from Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Flash. Sometimes Spider-Man, Daredevil, the, the Marvel Universe, Ninja Turtles, everything. Uh, you can do that on YouTube. And we have a, uh, a Facebook group, which I usually link uh, below each of our YouTube videos. Click that, I'll add you. We can talk there more. But yeah, and, and then my Twitter, again, Adam underscore Eastman. Follow me there. And we'll talk Spider-Man, we'll talk Batman, whatever you want. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. We are a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on that network by hitting the drop down on the BOF webpage, and uh, you'll see my other show, Straight of Gotham, there, as well as some other great podcasts. You can follow me on social media uh, at Pete Illustrated on Instagram, Vero, Mastodon, YouTube, MySpace, Letterboxd, uh, whatever other Instagram. Uh, social media account you had when you were a kid i'm all over there um you can follow again straight out of gotham straight underscore o underscore g both instagram and twitter 
Facebook group, Facebook fan page. Adam follows both. He's active on there. His shows are posted on the Facebook group as well. So if you want to check out Adam's yes. stuff, it's up there as well. Um, Batmanonfilm.com, Batman on Film YouTube. I'm all over that stuff. At Team Yellow Oval. Keaton's back in the flash. No one's seen it, but we're excited about it regardless because we're fans. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I believe that's it. That's it for the Italian Spider-Man Coalition. And remember, with great sauce, always comes great macaroni. Until next time. <laughs>